Live from Instagram, it's the conversation with Khalif. Turn on your post notifications because we are live at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays when I feel like it. So buckle your seatbelts and enjoy the ride for a live experience I can't even describe. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Khalif. Did I just seriously introduce myself? Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am Khalif like a leaf on a tree, but did I seriously introduce myself? All right, look, let's get into the meat. Let's get into the conversation. I am so excited to talk with y'all today. Let's get on live Instagram at 9. I'm so excited, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you put your post notifications on so you know what's going on, okay? This on. Whoo! We're back at it again live. You guys. Huh. You guys, uh, I dropped my microphone. Is it? Uh, yes, it's still working. Jesus, when I tell you every part of my body almost, I don't know, I, I almost completely lost it. Let me bring it a little closer to me. I am so terrified to let it fall again. I almost want to take all the pillows off my bed and just put it on the floor just to provide it some protection, a little cushion, just if it were to happen again. But it really scared the Jesus out of me. So... I'm literally on live Instagram, uh, 10.24 is the time, but oh my, I'm just hoping to God that all of a sudden my microphone doesn't go out or something, but I got insurance on it. That was like $14 extra, so I'm hooked up. Okay, it's sopped up and it's good. I'm looking at this live and it's 10.25. Ooh, I sound like I'm a rapper. Ow, ow. I'm looking at this live and it's 1025 and nobody's here. So right now it's just me and you. We are here for the exclusive experience because this live will not be posted. So let me let, let me just um, let me just let you know a few things um, regarding. Oh, Jesus. I didn't lost the train of thought. It, oh, well, I got to put it where. Oh, oh, snap. OK, Jamarcus, I am recording this live um, right now. For my show So if you want to be featured on the show um, The radio show Just join the live and we can chit chat it up Because This is the second live of the night And I'm just here for the fun I'm here to have a good time So if you want to join the live Jamarcus um, Who if he doesn't join the live Shout out to him Because he's an amazing singer And yada 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 But hopefully we can get you on the live Let me see if I can send you a A request Oh, my tongue got tied and tied up in shackles and chains and whatnot. I don't even know. But y'all, let's see if we can we can get some uh, flowation going on in the situation. Oh snap! Hey, welcome to the conversation, y'all. This is Jamarcus. What is it? Riggins. <laughs> Wait, how you pronounce it? <laughs> you said you said it right. I did. Okay, because I know I, I know how to read. You know what? Reading is what? Fundamental. Fundamental. I mean, I don't read people for filth and none what's, of that. What's going on? Because I, I, I don't, I, you know, have a lot of time. I just came on here to say what's up. We just, just, just having an a impromptu episode because I just, I just like the little impromptu episode. Everybody's waving. How are y'all doing? Um, I don't know who some of these people are. This must be some of your people because my people, I don't, well, they could become my people too. I mean, we are the world. We are the children. I don't even know. 
I got my allergies going on. It's just a hot mess over here. I'm trying to make sure my nose doesn't drip. Yo, oh, you, I mean, like, I'm up here drinking ginger tea mm. and, like, taking through the bed because I'm just so congested up here. Right. Like, it's crazy, but ain't no Rona around here. Who are you telling? Not on my what? Not on my what? I'm like so sick of the I'm so sick of the Rona. Oh Jesus! But I went outside to Piedmont Park the other day, and not the other day. Yeah, the other day, and it just really messed up my allergies. I don't know why I decided to do it. I mean, I do know why, but I'm not going to disclose why. It's gonna have a little mystery to it. But uh, ooh, did I did I mention I dropped my microphone? I think I mentioned that oh, before you got in. Yes, the new mic that I just bought and paid a, a, a big old coin for, I dropped. So, you know, it said, I, t- I don't know, look. Ooh, it's got me so flustered. Not flustered, messed up. I, t- I went over to try to plug my little laptop in. My headphone said whoop and the, the doggone diggity thing said boom, boom, pow. I was like, oh, Lord, please don't let it be broken. Because, I mean, I got insurance for it, but I'm not trying to see what, they, what the gag is to get it. It literally it said boom boom on, and I was like, "What? No!" I said, "I said, I think I cussed or something, because you know, I'm not really a cursor, cusser, cursor, swear, whatever you want to call it. I'm not really one of those, but I must have cussed or said something. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was. I don't think it was an f bomb. But anyway, it hit my chair that I sit in to do the show. Then it hit a shoe. Then it hit the floor. I said, "No." Not my microphone, but it's I. I'm looking at it. It's working. Everything happens for a reason. Maybe God didn't want you to have. It. I rebuke that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pay for this thing. I do the show on this. Th- no. Mm. We going We going We going put it back to the. <laughs> we gonna put it back there, or I don't know where, but not on my. Mm. But what right. time is it? Oh, yeah, it's 1030. That was literally that fast. Oh, who is this? Oh, that's literally you. <laughs> I'm tripping. But um, I just did a live, and while I was talking with, um, ooh, crap, I forgot the person's name. They they both sound like they were French. They had these French names. You know how black people have French names? Right. They had them, they had them type of names. But anyway, we were talking about, um, and this is just a little recap. We were talking about, what are we talking about? Like the tea, like I'm, I, I'm literally, maybe it might be a reoccurring segment. I'm starting a segment on my show called What's the Tea? And it's not about the gossip. It's not about the negativity. It's about the tea that gets left out of LGBTQ plus ABCDEFG community. And I just want to know, what are your thoughts not even thoughts. What do you, I mean, have you heard about the numbers of trans, black trans women and trans women in the country that have just been murdered because they are trans for their gender? I mean, yes. I mean, you, you, you can't miss it. Like, it's, it's always in the media and it's always, especially on social media. Um, and a, a lot of artists repost and comment and share, blah, 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 blah. Um, Oh, can you hear this in the background? My roommate is blasting music. You know, we live. I'm not about to go ask her to turn it down. Hopefully, I don't get copywritten. Okay. You were saying... I know. I, I mean, regardless of 
their gender or who they feel like they are or who they are, I don't think that people should be discriminating against people who have different views than they do or different morals or, you know, may, may feel a certain different type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, because some people, they when they grow up, they don't feel like they they're, that they're their assigned birth. You know what I mean? Right. They're assigned birth gender. Um, and I feel for people who have to go through that, especially transgenders and anybody who is who is in the LGBTQ community, because we grew up being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. And especially different. as um, I mean, I say black all the time, black, 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 blackity, blick, black, but especially black, trans, and gay people, we go through, we we get we get a little yeah. different because in our it's community, like tri- it's like it, triple the trauma, triple the trauma because triple the trauma. One, we're black. Two, we're different. We're queer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so <laughs> wait, what was the triple? Friend, I don't know. It's one of it's something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know. We go through it all, so it's like it, gone through the fire. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my goodness! But literally, I was just talking because this is my thing. I'm trying to find, figure out, find, figure out. Oh, I like the way that sounds. It kind of rolls off the tongue a little different. Find, figure out a way to raise awareness and prevent it from happening because last year um i feel like this is like a rhetoric i keep saying which i I hope i won't have to continue to say it next year i hope the number will go down but last year reported 25 trans women were murdered now that does not include the fact that there were plenty of women out there who were mis gender misidentified and were still murdered because of the fact they were trans because black a lot of black men have an issue with freedom and being yourself and doing what you want to do. Like there's this whole stigma behind being, um, like in certain spaces, like a barbershop, the conversation just switches to a whole different rhetoric. There's a lot of ignorant things that are sometimes said. Um, And we have these ideas of like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable as far as, uh, what is it called? Jesus, Lord, be a fence and be a recollection because I just forgot where I was going. We have a issue with people just being themselves, right? But we also have an issue with masculinity in terms of toxic masculinity. And I think our a lot of our toxic masculinity in our black community is what a contributing factor to the murders that have been going on as far as trans women in this country. And I'm like, as people who identify with queerness or gay, all the letters and all that, I feel like it is our responsibility to look out for these people and what are like ways, figure out the ways we can protect people who are women, specifically who are trans. Specifically who are trans women? Yeah, because- Trans men don't go through the same thing that trans women go through. Trans women, I mean, trans men have, uh, if they, if they're, they if they're more, not passable, I feel like they have more acceptance simply because they're they're transitioning into men. So it's more acceptable for straight men to not feel like, mm. okay, I'm being hit on, like, or like I'm gonna have to worry about going to a club and and. And I don't know if this is a man or a woman type shit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like different shit like that. 
Whereas if they if they see a trans male, they're like, okay, you know, I, he good. Like, he ain't going to fuck with me. But they have to realize, like, not every trans woman or, or gay guy or anybody like that, not everybody's going to be attracted to you. Mm. You know what I mean? But this is the thing, so, too. When you think about um, trans women who have transitioned into becoming men, if they are not passable, they're just assumed to be a lesbian. And lesbians don't go through the same thing that trans women or gay black people go through. Because it's it's more accepted because of the subjective Mm -hmm. masculinity definition. Exactly. So everything is so subjective and people don't realize it. So I feel like maybe what is the movement? I feel like because we underestimate our power sometimes and we just are like, I don't know. What, what, what is the song Beyonce has? If you feel it's insignificant, think again. I'm not about to sing because you know that ain't my ministry or my calling. <laughs> I'm not about to answer that phone call because it's not for me. They can star 69 it, send it back, send leave a voicemail, but I'm not answering that. But we are bigger than we perceive ourselves to be. And I'm not trying to be Malcolm X. I'm not trying to be Dr. King. I'm just like, how... Can we come together for a moment of, look, this is what's happening to our brothers, or not brothers, well, some trans men are attacked, but it's on a less frequent level. Our trans sisters who are women, because as much as people want to not know this, trans, black trans women are women. So the fact that you may not be into that or da da da, it's still a woman. So we would have a problem if if black men were coming against uh, black women and attacking them randomly. I'm not saying like, I feel like people don't see the value in the lives. I don't care if it was 10 people who were killed, but it's 25. And I'm not going to wait until it gets to 100 or if it, till it gets to 1,000 to just speak up on it. Because who else is speaking up on this on a major platform? The The, what is it called? All the major media outlets, they don't really speak on it. You don't see it as as, as top billing for news. And there is just right. like the voice is being silenced. So as, if, as long as we can speak and have breath in our bodies, I feel like it's our responsibility to speak up for the people who can't speak up for themselves anymore because they're six feet under due to somebody's... This, this uh, is true. Yeah. I don't... My thing is, is like... A life is a life. You know, does not matter who it is or what it is. You know, taking away a life, period, is just inhumane. Yes. And it needs to be dealt with whether it's black people on the street, whether it's police officers not just giving a, not giving a fuck about us, or if it's just, you know, uh, transgenders going through the same thing that we're going through as far as, you know, not being accepted and constantly being thrown away because they're different like it's not fair you know mm-hmm. we're all human and we all deserve some kind of decency you exactly. know exactly now i feel so, like we, we what how do you feel how do, what do you feel like we could do to ways awareness well in addition to um trying to educate people about the the facts of it all and the toxic masculinity of it all i think it's important to bring attention to toxic femininity, specifically when it comes to black women towards trans black women. 
because they'll be, oh, you know, that's a man. Oh, that's a man. That's a man. No, no. That is your, that is your sister. And you, it, it should be, you should look at her in terms of black women, should look at her as your sister versus, oh, that's a man in dress. Or oh, why can't we have our own this? I think somebody said that. I'm not going to criticize because I know exactly who said it, but that's, I'm not going to go down that road with it. But it just has to be confronted and people need to be held accountable for their mess ups and for their ignorance. Child, people are just ignorant as hell. I mean... <laughs> but I would be fine if they were ignorant and weren't taking away people's lives for it because, granted, a lot of people feel like, oh, but what about the black men who are being shot down by the police, this, that, and the third? Da, 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 da. You got to look at who is the most disrespected person in America. And I know I'm, I'm quoting Malcolm X by way of Beyonce. And that's the black woman. But then after you disrespect the black woman, then who have you dis? We've disrespected the black trans woman. And that's like being at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the totem pole for respect in this country. I'm literally like, though, I don't know. It really impacted me when I heard um, someone's story about it that I knew personally. And I said, well, well, how would I feel if they were dead? Because they were attacked. And I was just like, oh, ooh, don't cry, Khalif. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. See, sometimes you got to pull it together. You got to tell yourself. Sometimes you got to tell yourself. Pull it together. Anyway, <laughs> it really impacted the way I looked at it when I knew someone, when I know someone personally who was attacked because she disclosed the fact there wasn't any type of, uh, what's it called? Trickery, trickation going on. It was like, hey, look, I know you made it, but just so you know. So... I'm not going to tell her story. I'm going to let her do that for herself, and you'll hear it probably later on the conversation. Anyway, um, what can we do at this point other than educate people? Because everybody knows right from wrong. Uh, educating ain't doing nothing but educating ain't doing nothing but coming out the ear, one, one ear and going out the other. I, mm, That's what I, I Because my thing is I didn't know about these issues for a while until I was following certain activists. Not certain activists. Until I followed Hope Giselle. I did not know about this stuff, and I don't know how I found her page, but I wish I could figure that out and because honestly, this was oblivious. I was oblivious to everything. I don't know, and honestly, I don't know much about it. But mm -hmm. all I all I do know is, is that it is a problem, and that it's still something that is consistent, and it's just like us, you know, us being who we are. You know, people are still going to discriminate against us because. Listen, my mom always told me not everybody, everybody gonna like you. Mm. Not and gonna be everybody's gonna, cup of tea, but you're still tea. Right. Like, people still gonna talk about you to the day you die. What matters is, is how you continuously do what you're doing and still be yourself and love yourself despite any and everything. Mm. So, I mean, that, and that, and that's one word I would give to, you know, all my LGBTQ people in the community is to be yourself, continue to be yourself and love yourself for who you are because that is enough. You know, um, and all of this, you know, masculinity versus femininity, all that stuff, it's all subjective. Yeah. <laughs> all of it is so subjective. Who said that you, who said that the, the, the average man can't wear a nail, pol nail polish? Right. You know see, what I mean? See, it's like the little things like that. Like, do you remember back, way back when, when Alicia Keys' son had on nail polish? Mm hmm. And he was just like, I don't want to wear that because people aren't going to like it. And it was so, that broke my heart way back then. That was like back when I first got on the radio. Like, 
it feels like decades ago, but not too forever ago, but it was forever ago. And it really broke my heart because he was a four-year-old child and he was already knew what the gag was and how people were going to treat him because at four, you don't know what that yeah. means. Like, you already knew. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. At four years old, I was like, I was I was dancing around the living room, not worrying about anything in the world. <laughs> Talk about some damn nail polish. Right? But if, if, I, if, I, if I even picked up something like that, my daddy would have slapped me. Right. Well, mine wouldn't have because he wasn't there. But anyway, that's not hurt. That's just fact. <laughs> and I'm not going to even get into that because um, I'm healed finally. Hallelujah. But um, and, unless we, unless you want to take it there. Take it to where? And maybe I'll take it there by myself. What do you think? I don't know. As far as... Um, the black man's role, the black man. Oh my gosh, it sounds so freaking like deep. The black man's role in the home and all of this stuff. Because I think you have a different, ex- well, yeah, you would have to have a different experience than I have. So you just said that if you were to have polish on your fingernails, your father would have slapped you or. There have been, okay. <laughs> you want to talk about this? Sure. So there have been times where. Like I said, it's all subjective. It's and there have been times where I would make certain gestures or like, you know, certain indicators that would make my dad think that I was, you know, had a little sugar in my tank, as I used mm. to say in the back of the day. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, things like me not watching football, you know, me not playing football or, you know, me not wanted to be around a lot of boys or you know just that oddball out of the bunch Mm -hmm. and he would always just try to like get it out of me before I realized who I was Mm. and so notice how I said he would try to get out of me before I realized it oh see that's that's another thing like let children be children because what you you weren't saying you were a teenager. You this was during your childhood, correct? Yeah, this is when I was a kid. See, like we take we take what we have a, our preconcept preconceived notions and place that on children when kids just need to be left. Let the child be a child. I guarantee you, a three year old or a four year old when they put on a pair of heels is not thinking about anything other than being a curious three year old. Every man I know has walked in his mother's pair of heels at least one time. Straight, bi, gay, everybody has tried it because but you're you like, what is it look, like? Look, you also have to put into account that it's how that they it's how they were raised. So however they were raised, they're gonna bring that same thing to you. Mm. So it's like if, if my dad grew up in a Christian household and it was taught all his life being gay is wrong. You know, you're not supposed to do this. You go to hell, blah, 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 blah. He's going to try his hardest to prevent his kid from being like that because he does not want his kid to go to hell. But do you see you where that I mean? comes from, though? You said what? The place where that that thought comes for, from is the two motivators, which I've been aware of for a few years now. The two biggest motivators and only motivators for people when you break it down to the core is love and fear. So out of fear and love for you, oh Jesus, out of fear and love for you, he would do certain things because he thought he was helping you. Yeah, he but thought it was right. 
The fear caused more hurt than the love could heal. It didn't feel like love. Mm. None of it felt like love. It felt like a force. It felt like something that was like thrown upon me and something that I had to quickly like get rid of in a way. Like he wanted me to be in the image of him and not me. Because what is what I what it goes back to is what I mentioned earlier, the whole black men being afraid to be free, being afraid of yes. freedom. Yes. Because when you look at these some of these, I didn't want to say white boys because I don't. I already said it. Oh well, it's out there. When you look at their dynamics and whatever, there's a lot more freedom that they have walking down the street on a daily basis. But with us, it's like you have to walk it's a like certain way. It's like we constantly have to. It's like we constantly have to prove ourselves as a man. When masculinity is what you make of it, you are the definer of what what manhood looks like for you. But we've been taught through toxic masculinity, masculinity through our parents and their fear and love dynamic that's just unbalanced sometimes, which is no hurt towards them or whatever. But it's just like I don't blame. I don't blame my dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't blame him for... One thing I do blame him for is not being open-minded and and stepping out of that box and realizing that despite anything, you should still love your child and you should still support your child despite anything. But one thing I don't blame him for is not knowing. You know, being conditioned all these years to believe one particular thing. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because shit happens you know what i mean we we ourselves have to figure it out you know growing up we have to figure out who we are that's what growing up is for so if i'm i'm blessed and i'm grateful that i grew up in the household that i grew up in Mm. because had i not i would not be the person i am today right granted it does come with some disadvantages obviously i'm fucked up a little bit in the head (laughs) as far as religion and being in a relationship and stuff like that but at the end of the day, I'm still in my right mind and I'm still more open-minded mm-hmm. than, you know, the average masculine black male. Right. <laughs> and I feel like the closed-mindedness of a lot of our parents and paternal figures or whatnot caused us to be open-minded because when everything you do is considered to be wrong or not everything, when certain things that you do are considered to be wrong and you feel like it's not wrong in your heart and this, that, and the third, it causes you to be more open-minded about everything. Like literally I, who, who was that man? Charity Croft. Um, I don't have the best reference for him. I might talk about him later, but he encouraged me and his, the things that he posts sometimes encouraged me just be a free thinker. And to come up, yeah. have my own opinions versus being like, oh, um, this is what, this is just how it is. This is the way it's supposed right. to this be. Is what this, says, so right. this, this, is, this is what I'm going to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Versus, hey, I'm going to be open-minded. I'm going to think for myself and have my own perspective on this particular subject. Shit, it's just like pastors. Pastors go to church and they, they preach their, their specific perception of whatever scripture they read. Mm-hmm. Is you know me going back to my Bible and being like, oh, that hit different right? from, from when I was reading it versus when my pastor said. No, so, I'm 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 gonna leave that part alone because um, I I lost it. That's what the gag is. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. 
I might be able to go back and listen to this and be like, oh, that's what I was about to say. But I lost it. But um, it's, 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 I don't know where it went. It was it was there. It was right there. I, I felt it slip away. I said, oh, get it back, get it back, get it back. And I was like, but yeah, it's gone. I just, I just thank God for a peace of mind. And I thank God for keeping me in my right mind and not allowing me to go with the forces of worldly things so just, and what people think and stuff like that. So I'm just like, you know, God, thank you for putting me in my right mind. Thank you for renewing my spirit, God, and just allowing me to be myself, mm. you know? The thing that I just, I, I, it came back to me. The thing that um, I was thinking about <laughs> was the whole free thinking thing and being open-minded now. Literally, I have, be- well, not be Gan, but I there was a point in my life where I just started to question every single thing like why this why but why but why not because it's the way it is so I'm pretty sure we all are thinking that right now right so interesting little fact that I don't know if everybody knows about so I don't know there's this stereotype right about watermelons and black people right right so I was like well why do we have this stereotype and of course thanks to Google and the internet and everything you can figure it out well research and find out so apparently after slavery and yeah after slavery slavery we were no longer living on someone's prop no not living working for free and being treated like less than human beings but we had to find some way to make some type of money right so black people um after they were freed from their enslaved period because they were never slaves after they were freed we began to grow watermelons because watermelons are very easy to grow. They don't take too much to grow. You don't have to do too much, but it was a very, uh, what's it called? It was a consistent consistent stream of income for black people. So the, the reason why we have this negative connotation about eating watermelons is because something that was a positive for us, something that accumulated wealth for us because we became very wealthy from selling watermelons, they took it and turned it into a negative. And they said, oh, you guys like water. It's a fruit. It is a fruit. It is not anything wrong with eating a watermelon. So for forever, I was saying, like everyone was telling me, oh, I don't eat watermelon in front of white people. I'm not going to eat a watermelon. And, and then I said, what in the world? I'm going to do what I feel best. It is not, it is food, it is fruit. All those little stupid stereotypes surrounding food is just stupid. But it's interesting how stereotypes surrounding black people and things we do, they're not looked at as culture. They're looked at more as a problem. When you hear um, a group of white girls going, oh my gosh, ah, and they're loud and having fun and they're laughing, it's cute. But when we get loud and ah, it's considered ghetto. We're considered ghetto. So it's interesting when you look at the perspective on it. Whose perspective is it in the in the real sense? It's not our perspective. It's a perspective, a projected, uh, a projected perspective. That's a tongue twist. Projected, projected, projected. Tongue twist. Can't say it two times. Right? But it's a projected perspective. You, 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 you caught what it was. Projected perspective. Projected perspective. And it's it's just like, look, a lot of these things that we grew up thinking were wrong and that were just unacceptable they're really just innocent it's i I guarantee you if i had a if i had a nephew and i saw him wearing heels i would not care i guarantee you it's it's innocent but i have have a question for you 
if you had a child. If I had a child. And he was a boy. Okay. Would you want your child, would you want your boy to be gay? I wouldn't want him to live the same type of struggles that and that people endure now, but hmm, that is a good question. Because I know me personally, I you know people are so quick to say they don't wouldn't care, but it's yeah, an interesting people question. People are so quick to say they don't give a fuck, but I give a fuck. Like, and this this is going back to how my dad felt and and how he grew up and how this world is now he was scared he still is scared mm. you know he was scared for me to grow up in an environment like this where it was so toxic and it was so wrong well it's not wrong now but back in the day shot they used to they get you see arrested like they got mm. beaten even now people are getting discriminated against and getting beaten and, and raped and all types of shit because of who they are mm-hmm. and so part of me is like okay Jamarcus, like, I, I get it, Dad. Like, this, this, this is why you were so hard on me. This is why you kept trying to, you know, pray the gay away. <laughs> now it's I, I'm, I, I got, I got, I guess I gotta go there. It's interesting that you. I don't know when you mentioned that it made me realize that the fear of it all. Like I was saying, the two motivators: fear and love. It's fear. Oh Jesus, I'm gonna that say. Fear. I feel Literally, like that fear with my, that love, though. I have the same experience, a similar experience with my father. I don't like to talk about him because we don't speak. Be, my choice. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. But as far as the fear aspect. So when I first, I, honestly, I'm going to say it. I never said it out loud. But I disclosed that I was in a relationship with another male to my father. Uh-huh. This December. He never knew this in my entire life and it hit him and then he couldn't he couldn't handle it. So the way of him handling it was not to motivate me or whatever through love or something. It was the fear motivation factor. So he tells me how he uh, has a f- has had friends who died from AIDS and then he has friends who something happened with their esophagus and da, 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 the fear factor of what? it all. Yes. He told me all this stuff, and I was like, look, um, it ain't really your problem, but this is the thing, and this is, the, um, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of times we get caught up in our own, what we do, and we don't think about how it impacts our parents. So I did take that into consideration, how it would affect him, but he did something that was real messed up, and I said, okay, that's it. And sometimes it takes a lot of power to say, I'll never speak to my father again, but the way the toxic toxicity I was toxicity I was like I no longer can accept this in my life and I no longer can do the up and down oh um, going to him when I'm feeling like I have abandonment issues that I need to handle versus handling them for myself. Do you know I took two days and I decided I am going to not do focus on any of the outside world. I'm not going to speak to anyone. I'm just going to research and I'm going to pour into myself, invest in my mental health to get some type of healing from years of abandonment and disappointment issues and whatnot. Because those issues show up everywhere in your life and they end in a road of self-sabotage. When you look at the root of it, you you start to overthink everything. You start to 
overanalyze and overthink everything and not trust people. But you have this perception yeah. of like, oh, this is my dad. So because we're family, I can't cut that off. No, I had to. And sometimes yeah. the best way to get peace is to block and delete. Yeah. I know the Bible. I know the Bible speaks a lot about honoring your father and mother, but it's okay. There's a fine line between disrespect and respect, mm-hmm. and no matter how much you're supposed to be honoring your mother and father, and blah 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 blah, when it comes to disrespect and when it comes to them being a toxic energy in your life. Mm-hmm. You can no longer sit there and you can no longer keep taking that type of energy to be coming in and out of your life because it's toxic for you mentally. So it's like, yes, the Bible tells us to do that. But at the end of the day, you know, you still you still have to look out for you and you still mm-hmm. have to look out for your personal being. Now that, yes, God is good, God is yes, great. And greatly to be praised. But at the end of the day. <laughs> and great <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day mm-hmm. toxic relationships are toxic relationships and you need to get away from them immediately no matter who the fuck they who, whoever they are mm-hmm. family friends girlfriend boyfriend shit your dog if your dog gives right. you a toxic relationship throw the dog away <laughs> now to, to add to that this is not to say if someone is toxic in your life to just immediately cut them off and if, if they paying your bills and all of this, that, and the third, this is what Wendy Williams has in her book. It's like a section I've really highlighted and underlined several times. She said, always have your F-U money. If, you, if you're married to somebody and they're abusive verbally or something, or if they're not for you and yada, yada, always have your F-U money so that you're not going to be out here stranded. Stay and do what you need to do. Always have your fu money. So if if it's your father, who's my father never paid a penny or a coin for my life, but I mean maybe a movie or so, whatever. Anyway, that's not whatever. <laughs> but that's not the point of it all. Anyway, <laughs> the point of it all is if they are if if they are in a position that is of authority and a position to hinder you, like if they're paying your college tuition, maybe you don't want to. Cut that off because that's not not something that's going to benefit you. So oh, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you always want to have you want you, know? you want to respond and re uh you want to respond in a way that is favorable. Hey, that's my sister. I'm sorry, my sister just hopped on my live. <laughs> you want to respond in a favorable favorable way towards the outcome that you're looking for. Most definitely, <laughs> I, I definitely believe in a compromise. I definitely believe in uh, you know. If, well, I, what I don't believe in is a toxic relationship as far as being physically abusive. Mm. See, sometimes physical and bark. verbal abuse, sometimes verbal abuse can actually be worse than physical abuse. And we don't look at it as that way because, because you don't see the bruises, you but you experience the mental chaos of it all. Mentally, emotionally, you fucked up. You, you, cannot, you can no longer get into another relationship because... You're bringing that baggage that you had mm-hmm. and trauma from before to this new relationship. Literally. So it's like you know, until I get rid of that and I start loving myself again, 
and start feeling myself again and being like, okay, Jamarcus, you the shit, nigga. Then I cannot, you know, give that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how we got on this subject, but. (laughs) That's just the way the conversation crumbled. Not the, I meant the crooked cookie crumbled. Cookie crumbled or whatever. But um, but I think you can learn your, learn to love yourself and the right and way continue. though. Yeah, because the right we're taught way. love. I and mean, I'm 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 echoing something that uh, Dr. Bass, who's been on my show last week and this week, no, he's been on my show. But we've been taught love the wrong ways for so long that we don't know how to love ourselves and we don't know how to just be okay with ourselves and be. Ah. Because no one teaches us how to be. They teach us how to be a man. They teach us how to be a Christian. They teach us how to be a son. They teach us how to be a father. They teach us how to be yeah. a gentleman. But nobody teaches us how to be. And learn when yeah. you learn how to just be, not be under this, oh, I can't do this because I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. Right. Oh my God, that face is so ugly. But <laughs> <laughs> once you get past the, I'm going to do this because I'm a man or this, or because I'm a man, you're not about to do. Once you become a human being and just be a being, you experience a whole different freedom, a whole ne- different side of life. The The flowers smell better. The sky is a little bit more bluer. Oh, that sounds so let me ask you this. What does being consist of? Being, I, what is, whatever like you, being? being is whatever you naturally want. Oh, gosh naturally want to do with your life like in this moment i feel like i don't have to hide i feel like i don't have to be under any labels because once you let go of labels you can really figure out who you are because a lot of us get lost in the sauce of what the label that we choose for want to choose for ourselves because i remember when i first went to college there was all these people uh i mean y'all know i'm i'm down with the swirl or whatever as people got a little sugar in my not in a little sugar in my tongue because I'm just me anyway <laughs> but when I first went to college it was like this thing of like you are not this enough and I was like I am enough me but if you want me to be this like the whole what's it called when we call people trades and this that and the third that is literally yeah, a toxic label. word that has been used to Put pigeonhole people into this idea or that they yeah, have to be a certain a version a of this. Right. They literally are being conditioned to say, hey, if you're not all, yeah. If you don't, if you do that, that's fine. That's be that if you want to do whatever you want to do. But you don't have right. to say, oh, if one of my friends, see, girls get this confused all the time. What if one of my friends is a female and she's in front of me and she just feels comfortable enough to take a bra off? I'm like, hey. I am still a male. Do not do that in front of me. They were like, but you're not even into girls. I'm like, just, I don't need you to do that in front of me. Being just a human, I don't fall under a label. I am just being human. And they're conditioned to think that as well. They're conditioned to automatically think, okay, he's gay. He's not into me. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my bra off and show him my titties. Exactly. I'm like, please stop taking your bra off in front of us. Please. I mean, I don't know. People need but to listen, stop labeling. I mean, I, I, mean I, don't, I don't be complaining because, you know, I kind of like both. But <laughs> it don't matter. I'm but. afraid of it. No, I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it's just like. I don't like the idea of labels. I don't like how people put a particular 
stigma or a particular thing on a person just because of how they act. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially the whole masculinity thing versus femininity. Like we talked about earlier, it's like, just because I, I may, 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 maybe I twerk, just because I twerk don't mean I'm gay. (laughs) And and we've been, see, see, even in my mind right there, even in my mind right now, I almost about to say, what? But, we have been conditioned to think that. You gotta think about it. And that is you the whole really thing of not it. being okay with freedom. I wish a straight man would just give himself the liberty and freedom to do what the F freak he wanted to do and just shake a little yeah. sum. Because when you liberate yourself in certain ways, it, it allows you to explore the full range of who you are as a person. Yeah. How, what a disservice it is to say that, oh, I'm never gonna do this. You only live when on this planet one time. You might as well do whatever you want to do. When I tell you black men are so afraid of love and so afraid of physical touch of other men. You know how long it was till I received a hug from another man that wasn't like conceived as to be like just a a hug, like a hug hug that wasn't like like an actual like, bro, I love you type shit. Yes. Like not a, oh, what's good, bro? Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you later, bro. Yeah, I'll see you later. No, I don't want all that. Like, bro, that's why me and my best friends, yes, they're considered the stereotypical, the stereotypical masculine, but they still dap me up and they still hug me and they still say, yo, I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, hard for men to say that sometimes, even for me. Like, it takes a lot for me to tell somebody I love you, especially with men, because in, even in church, back to a little churchiness, even in church, I was taught and told, oh my gosh, you hug and kiss the one. Oh yeah, you hug and kiss the women, but you shake the man's hand. So again, I never yes. received love yes. from Christian men until I got yes. to college. And shout out you to LeBron, hug Pastor the LeBron. Woman, but you yeah. shake the hands of the man as if they're just—they're so contagious, or they're so toxic. Like mm. I, I can't physically touch you because I'm gonna be considered gay. I'm gonna be considered blah 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 blah. blah. Nigga, if you don't give me no hug and be like, I love you. <laughs> because the thing is, though we are males and we have little dinglings or big or whatever, <laughs> we have a feminine side. And once, <laughs> if we explore that, there's nothing wrong with exploring the feminine side. Just be. Like, when you think about it, a lot of the fear is based That's off me. of um, fear of what other people will think of you. Who cares? It took me so long to just stop giving a flip flop. It took me so long. And sometimes I still struggle with it. And now I'm just coming into a space where I'm just like, hey, if you like me, you like me. If you don't like me, mother had you, mother love you, mother father you. I'm just filling the blank or whatever. Be yourself. Love yourself. Pick a finger. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you're not being your authentic self, you're doing yourself a disservice. Oh, yeah. You're living a lie. You're not. You're not truly living. I feel like and the, you can't truly the be comfortable. Of living is being yourself. Mm-hmm. No matter what that is, and I feel like uh, now, if you're a murderer, don't don't bring that shit over here. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not have to murderer, say a murder. Then be yourself somewhere else. Be yourself but in in cell block D. If you're not hurting someone else. And you're being yourself, and you're not. If you're not disservicing anybody else, and you're just being yourself, then shit, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I don't know how to how I mean I do know how because the way it works and all but I feel like this people just need to hear that a lot of people need to hear this because you are you at the end of the day. Can't nobody be you but you. And if you're not going to be yourself, why are you being anything other than yourself? Who else are you going to be if you're not yourself? Right. We don't need another. Because everybody else is taken. Who said that quote? Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Yep. Somebody has said it. Somebody. Somebody good said it. Because it's true. Mm-hmm. You can't be nobody else. The only person you can be is you. And the whole. You know, so love you. And this is, the, this is the last point I want to hit on is um, the whole being a people pleaser thing. A lot of men feel like they don't want to be the bad guy in the situations of it all. What you mean? When it comes to uh, like people just being straightforward and being honest about the way they feel or whatever. Like a lot of times we will spare people's, try to spare people's feelings and stuff and not be our authentic self for the sake of other people. Oh. Because we're like, oh, how okay. would my grandmother feel if she saw me doing this? Or how would my great, great, great feel like if watching me? That They lived their life. If they're your great, 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 uh, uh. They lived yeah. their life. It's time for you to live yours at the end of the day. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we, we, we are human. We are human and we do care about opinions and we do care about... You can you can say as much as you want. Oh, I don't care about what people think, or I don't care about what she thinks. But at the end of the day, we are human, and we do look for confirmation with certain things. Mm. Um, but what I would say about that is, we can either choose to care, and we can choose not to care. We can choose. Well, I will say this: you can choose where you choose to put your energy. Exactly. Sometimes you don't need to ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. Mm-hmm. If you if you think this person is going to act or respond this way or react, because a lot of people like to react instead of respond, but if you feel like they might respond or react a certain way to a certain thing, sometimes you just can keep it to yourself. Like even if you feel like you need to block and delete to get your peace, sometimes you yeah. don't got to tell nobody. They can figure it out on their own. Because you can save yourself a whole lot of turmoil. Do you know how much energy goes into having to be like, I'm blocking you out of my life. I'm not talking to you ever again. Versus just do it. Yeah. And let them let them figure it out. Let them do what they... That whole ghosting thing, as much as people hate it, sometimes it is the best thing. You don't have to I, announce it all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I found myself realizing that telling the truth... <laughs> about certain things is definitely more valuable than the ghosting thing. I used to do the ghosting thing a lot as far as if I did not. If, okay, say if I was talking to somebody mm-hmm. and I liked them and, you know, we was hitting it off and, you know, it was so great and everything, but somebody else comes along and they catch my attention more. Usually, back then, I'm saying like I'm 58, but mm-hmm. back then, I would ghost them or I would, you know, block them or blah, 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 blah. But now it's like, okay, Marcus, you need to be more of an adult. You need to confront these people and you need to be like, yo, this is how I'm feeling. And if you don't accept it, either way, you was going to get blocked. But if you don't accept it, you know, then 
what what can I do about that? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't we just be two adults and just move on with it? Because I told you the truth about it. At least I did not lie to you or ghost you or told you some kind of fairy tale. So I found that tr- truthfulness is much more valuable than an absence. If that makes any sense. It, it makes, it makes and that's absolutely sense. Yeah. That's just different, like, relationships and, you know, stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure you're talking about something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm, see, this is what I was... Um, this is this is a little side note. And go to Nugget Slash. I remember seeing a post by... What's her name? Judge Lynn Tyler, the lady who does uh, divorce court, right? And she so said, a good conversation has pauses. So, literally, what just happened in this moment where I just paused, a lot of times it may seem like, Oh, I'm wrong, or I might not. I literally took in what you just said because I needed to digest it a little bit. I needed it to hit the bottom of my mental stomach and digest it. And sometimes, for in terms of when people get left behind, when you may get ghosted, when you may have been abandoned or whatever, sometimes you may never get an apology. You may never get the truth. It's nice when you can, but sometimes you have to move on. You have and to. That's, you have to be completely fine with that because because half the time they won't remember what they did to you. My thing is like sometimes you don't know what that person was going through. That person mm-hmm. might have needed that, you know. So I never, if I'm ever ghosted or anything like that, I'm never taking it to heart or anything like that because expectations lead to heartbreak. One, Duran Bernard taught me that. I don't expect anything from anybody. It's hard Two, to not have expectations though, but. It's you got to do you got to work on it because high expectations only lead to disappointment unless those expectations are way over over exceeded. But if you set low expectations, you can only experience something high, but you can only if that expectation of low expectations is met, you'll be disappointed. But if you don't have any expectations, you have nothing to lose, nothing to gain, all to gain. Nothing. When I tell you, I do not expect any. Okay, the only thing I expect is I obviously expect my boyfriend to be faithful. Obviously, but you would like, but the expectation, I that that's what I would assume. But honestly, if it were to happen, I would be fine. And and see, that's me too. It's like me putting it back in my mind, like okay. If something were to happen, like, okay, if you were to cheat on me or if, like, some shit were to happen, like, I would be good. I would be Gucci because I, I give you my all, but I'm not going to, like, in a way, like, not, I, I guess it's just my personality. Like, I just would not be too hooked up on it. Like, I would be able to move on. And people get mad at me, especially yeah. when I'm in a relationship, people get mad at me because I'm quick to move on and I'm quick to, to move on to the next because it's like, yo, like, I don't have time to be sitting here crying about certain things and, exactly, and that's, to be sitting here mm-hmm. depressed and whatnot. Hell no, I'm not going to go through that. For you. No, hell no. This is another thing though. You Just what you mentioned is a decision to choose how you are going to respond to something. If someone makes yes. you mad or if they've cheated on you, I'm not about to... That's if, a choice. if you've cheated on me, you've disrespected me, you've 
obviously shown that you didn't have the willpower and care enough to not cheat on me. So what I'm not going to do is give you the energy of breaking all the dishes, ripping up, burning all our pictures, and da -da -da -da, losing my mind, making myself crazy at your at someone at my own expense. Because a lot of times we put ourselves in a position of oh, when we're doing the most damage to ourselves instead of to the person. And the best damage you can do to that person is to leave it all alone. Yeah, I'd be damned if I ever get heartbreak. So the yes, whole when Beyonce was like, ring the alarm. I mean, when she, you don't have to ring the alarm. I love you, Beyonce, but you don't have to ring the alarm. Sometimes you can just throw up your deuces and be like, all right, yeah. that was that when was I an experience that me, I learned from. When I tell you that is me, one hundred percent. Like I, people tell me something. I'm so nonchalant and I, I'm heartless and blah, blah blah. I'm not heartless. I'm not nonchalant. It's just me caring about my mental health and my emotional health to the point where it's like. I have to look out for me. Mm -hmm. Because you know? if you don't put yourself, if you if you don't put yourself first, and we got fifteen seconds, if you don't put yourself first, you make the other person a thief. Because when you diminish yourself for the purpose of others, they're taking something that you need for yourself. Yeah. And we got five sec, four seconds. Right, you want to come back? Love yourself. Be uh oh. See y'all. We we um the Instagram only lets you do an hour, and I knew that, and my phone is getting too hot, so. Look, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, shout out to Jamarcus. He is an amazing singer and amazing, clearly you heard, amazing person. I love having conversations with you guys. I love having them when it's just the two of, two of us. And I love having conversations with people who, like you, who listen to the show. So make sure you go and follow me on Instagram and turn on those post notifications at the conversation with Khalif. That's the conversation spelled with a K instead of a C with K-A-L-E-A-F. I love you so much. I appreciate you for listening and I will see you very soon.